Welcome to the Explode Your Roofing Business Podcast. Your ultimate guide to growing your roofing business. Are you ready to take your roofing business to the next level? Whether you're just starting out or you're looking to scale your existing business, this podcast is for you. We'll be sharing expert advice on everything from marketing and sales to business management and growth strategies. We'll bring you the latest insights and best practices for building a thriving roofing business. So sit back, relax, and get ready to explode your roofing business. This is Explode Your Roofing Business Podcast. All right, we're back for a second episode. So uh, I, I listened to our first episode. There were some things I would like to change, so I'm going to be making those changes in this episode. So one of those things was I felt like I was just lecturing to you guys on the first episode. So this episode, I'm going to try and make it a little more conversational. That is a little more who I am. I'm not someone who likes to just lecture in front of a bunch of people. I like to have more just conversations. And to me, that's going to feel more real. So that's what I'm going to do uh, on this episode. And I hope you guys like that. Um, I have Brett with me here again today. Brett, you there? Yeah, happy to be here once again. All right, excellent. All right, today's topic, we are going to go over the exponential importance of a good roofing website. So this is what we're going to talk about, Brett. You excited? Very excited. All right. Websites are a crucial aspect to anybody's business. Yes, it is. All right. So I have a couple notes written down. I'm going to read them off. Um, but the very first thing I want to talk about is how a major impact your website, improving it can do to your business. Actually, like your monthly sales. To me, that's that's the name of the game, right? That's what we're all trying to do. We're trying to increase our monthly sales, our monthly income. So Brett, I've got, I've got a calculator I built here in Google Sheets. The first column I have, website visitors. I have 300 visitors going to this hypothetical website, right? And yep. the next column, I'm calculating the website conversion rate. That, that's what we're going to be focusing on this episode today. We're going to be focusing on how to improve that website conversion rate. So that's the next factor that we're looking at today. And in this formula, I also have, so once we, once we have the website visitors, we multiply it by the website conversion rate. And that gives us the amount of leads we get every month, right? That's the big number everybody wants, right? They want to know how many leads your business is getting. Well, the, the website conversion rate is the major factor that determines the number of leads. All right, the next thing is we're going to calculate your closing rate. We're just going to throw in an average percentage that we've, Brett and I, that we, we think it's a good average for the roofing industry. That calculation is going to give us the number of jobs that you will actually do. And then we will throw in an average. We're just going to throw in an average of a customer value. And then it's going to tally up our monthly sales. You know, this doesn't mean straight profit. I know you've got material. I know you've got labor, loads of ex expenses out of that. But I want to show you how just changing a few factors of your website is going to exponentially impact your monthly sales. You ready to get into it, Brett? Very excited. Let's get with it. All right. 
So I have 300 website visitors for the month. And we're going to start out with a website conversion rate of 10%. I think that's, a, that's actually a really good average, but I think that's what we're going to work with starting out today. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Number of leads, that gives us 30 leads a month. I think that's a pretty good average. That's about one a day. So we're going to work with that. And um, I, I think we talked about before the show, we would use 33% as our closing rate, correct? Yeah, one out of every three. Okay, very good. All right, and that gives us roughly about 10 jobs a month that we will be doing using our current website, okay? And we are using just an average customer value of fat round number of 5,000. More accurate, Brett, I think you were saying was probably closer to 7,000. Is that correct? 7,000 if we're just balancing, you know, the nationwide average. Right. But obviously there's many roofers that we know are closing 20, 30, you know, and beyond. Right. Uh, 30K per roof. And then, you know, we have the other roofers that are in markets that it may only be 4,000. So right. 5,000 should be the most conservative number. Yeah. I, I like 5,000 just because it's a round number, easy math, because they're not seeing what we're looking at. And so... I think 5,000 5, is a good number for a customer value in this scenario. So at the end of the month, our sales will equal $49,500. That's not bad. So And that's based on what metrics, Eric? Okay. W w what are you asking? Like uh, the conversion rate? Yeah. So you said 300 uh, site visitors and then Correct. the website conversion rate is at what percentage? At 10%. 10%. Okay. And that, that gives us 30 leads. And we close one out of three jobs or one, one out of three appointments. And that gives us 10 jobs. So yeah. 10 jobs roughly gives us close to 50,000 uh, a month, right? Yeah. So we're going to, uh, I mean, this whole episode is going to be just about improving your website. And we'll get into the, the actual tactics of what you should do. But let's jump it up to 20%. That's a very real number. We see that all the time. So it's, it's very possible. So using the same amount of visitors, so that means you're not increasing any of your advertising budget. You're not, in, you're not ranking more on SEO. You're not uh, getting more to word of mouth or anything. So we're keeping the visitors the exact same, 300. But the only thing we're changing in this whole calculation is the conversion rate. We're bumping it from 10 to 20. And we're, getting, we're going to get into how to do that. So that did double our amount of leads to 60. We kept our closing rate the same. So now we're, now we're closing about 20 jobs a month, still keeping the customer value the same. We're at $99,000 at the end of the month for sales. Just by improving your website conversion. That's it. Rate. That's the only thing. So literally taking this list I'm giving you today and what we're going to be talking about, giving this list to your web designer and tell them, hey, make these changes on my website. Literally, by doing that, you could double your, your monthly sales. Is, is that not exciting, Brett? Very exciting. But I'm just wondering, is that going to require, you know, increased ad spend? Do I need to just spend more money on ads? Nope. All we're doing, all we're doing is simply giving this list and we're going to, we're going to look at our own websites right after listening to this episode i want you to look at your own website and i want you to 
look at it with a critical eye. I, I, I know the only person that actually loves your, nobody's going to love your logo or love your website as much as you do, right? But actually, some of you may actually hate your website, and this should be the nudge to actually do something about it, right? So I want you to look at your website with a critical eye and think, you know, this could be causing me to only make half of what I could be, right? So, so I, think it, it, I think it's good to go ahead and transition now to tips on to improve your website. Yeah. All right. All right. The very first thing. The very first thing I want to get into is every customer has questions in their head and they're going to be visiting uh, roofing companies and they'll most likely choose the company that answers these questions in their head. And I've wrote some questions down that I think every customer wants answered before they choose a contractor. Brett, would you like to know these questions? Yeah, I mean, right. I feel like I have a, a hunch of what they may be. Right. <laughs> All right. So they want to know who you are and who this is for when they jump on your website, right? As soon as you jump on any website, you usually have these questions that are in your head and you want to get these answered. That's why you look around, bounce around. You may not under, you may not realize that you have this craving to answer these questions when you're researching a company, but they're there, right? You want to know who this company is and who do they serve, right? Do you want to make sure you and them match up? Does that make sense, Brett? Absolutely. Okay. So uh, the next thing is they're asking, why do I need this? Why do I need this company? Why do I need this service? So you want to answer that right away. So the next question is, where do you offer this, right? That's a very valid question. I mean, yes, most of the time Google gets it right and they give you a company that's uh, near you and local to your area, but uh, you still have that question to make sure that you want to know this company actually services your area and they're not in Alaska somewhere and you're in Florida, right? That, that would be a total disconnect. So people have that question. The, uh, another question, this, one, this one's a big one, is how can I trust you? So they jump on your website. Okay, I see who they are. Okay, I see that they service you know me as a homeowner. Okay, they are in the local area, but how can I trust these guys, right? I feel like that's, a, that's one of the biggest questions they've got, right? Yeah, and I just feel like, you know, with that factor, so many people are missing out on their opportunities of, you know, actually making different like uh, project check-ins and submitting, you know, their different uh, past jobs and building up that portfolio and just focusing on those reviews. I feel like a lot of people just tend to forget or skip that portion. Right. So, yeah, I even have notes under each one of these questions. Um, I could go ahead and cover it. So like back on the who you are, you need to have your logo, you know, right there on the main page, you know, conventional uh, uh, theory says you need to have it in the top left uh, corner of your website. Um, that's like the first area they look and you're answering that very first question that they have. So having your logo there, you know, where do you offer this? It's great to actually mention the location or the city in, you know, your headline on the above the fold. Another thing you could do is embed a map, you know, say services we area. Uh, <laughs> 
areas we service. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, we just talked about how can I trust you? Brett just mentioned you need to have your uh, reviews and testimonials, right? I think, you know, embedding your reviews and video testimonials are obviously more powerful than just text that anybody can write and throw on a website, right? So actually having a Google embed of a review or a Facebook embed of an actual review, I feel like just speaks way more volume than just having text up there saying, you know, Joe Smith left this great review. Don't you agree, Brett? Absolutely. And uh, on the how can I trust you, I also threw in uh, in my notes here credentials, like having your credentials and badges on your website. Maybe if you won certain awards, I think that speaks volumes as well as you're the authority in the area, right? If you have awards and credentials that your competitors don't have, I feel like that does elevate you higher in the sense of authority than someone else who doesn't, right? My next question is, when should I get this? So, so, so you've answered all the other questions they got. But then they're wondering, okay, I've got this roof leak, but when should I actually get it fixed? And that's where your website should convince them and urge them to don't hesitate. You'll cause more damage. You'll cause water damage. You'll become a bigger problem than what it already is. And then we get right into the second question. So so we want to add urgency on any service that we're offering on our website, right? Because people automatically like to procrastinate things and we want to try to give them reasons not to procrastinate contacting you for this service right all right the last question i've got brett is what do i need to do that's that's what they're asking okay you've answered all these other questions for them now they're people really need direction in their life and when they're looking at your service you're the expert you need to tell them what to do next. And that's where our call to actions come in. We literally and tell them. adding the user on the website. Correct. So we're telling them literally with text and words, say, click the button to schedule an appointment. Dial this phone number to call our friendly operator. Uh, call this phone number and get a same day inspection. So literally, if we answer all those questions on our website, that's all we need to say on our website. Does that make sense, Brett? Like Absolutely. And I can't tell you how many sites I've looked at where I've struggled to find the phone number. Or if there was a phone number, it was very hard to read. Very small font. Uh, the color wasn't very bold or prominent. Um, just that regard was just hard to find. And then most people's call to action buttons are just like a contact which looks like your standard template, you know, web form. Correct. So being able to add a little bit more, um, let's say, well, if we go back to the, content. Right, right. If we go back to what I, what the question is, what do I need to do? You know, your contact button doesn't tell them what to do. Does that make sense? You know, yeah. and having a good call to action literally breaks it down and tells them what the next step is. Call this number to get to get an appointment, right? Click this button to schedule an appointment. Uh, you know, call this number and get a same day inspection, right? So we, you want to be very, very specific of what you want them to do next. 
That is probably the biggest question we need to answer on our websites. We could get all the others right, and if we get that one wrong, that's that's not going to help our conversion at all. Yeah. So this is probably the biggest factor in conversion rate optimization right here. So if you, if your site answers all these questions, you're pretty much good, but we're going to get into the more technical nitty gritty of conversion rate optimization of your website right now. I've got the list pulled up and we're getting ready to dive into it. Are you ready to take your roofing business to the next level? Look no further than our book, Explode Your Roofing Business, the ultimate guide to growing and scaling your roofing business. This book covers strategies and tactics for growing your business, from marketing and sales to business management and growth. With practical tips and actionable advice, this book will give you the tools you need to take your roofing business to the next level. Don't wait on this free offer. Take action now and get control of your business. Claim your free copy now by visiting ExplodeYourRoofingBusiness.com. All right, we're going to dive into this list, Brett. We're going to jump into compatibility elements. So we're only going to try to talk about compatibility. So that's like working with uh, the person's browser, whatever browser it is, and also whatever device. So... Can you think of any uh, elements that we need to focus on to make yeah. sure we're compatible? Yeah, I mean, just kind of everybody's, you know, presented so many options with what type of website they should get, whether it be, uh, what is it, Wix, you know, everyone's familiar with, I believe, WordPress. There's plenty of different options out there. What's some of the more popular ones that you've seen uh, lately? Squarespace. Yeah. Um. And Adobe's got one. Uh, there's a couple others, but you definitely want to, I, I guess, picking that CMS, you want to pick a really good one, an authoritative one, and one that's been around for a while and proven. You know, that's that's kind of what I would suggest. Um, of course, I prefer WordPress. So that's kind of where I stand on the whole CMS. Yeah, and I know a lot of like graphic designers like, you know, Wix or some other Squarespace, some other controlled platform because it's easier for a development standpoint. Right. But when we're talking about, you know, high converting websites, I think the main thing is getting a reputable one and not really risking, let's say, uh, some of the newer ones that are less proven. That's just right. kind of my thoughts. I agree. I agree. And whatever but, yeah. you choose, you definitely want to make sure it has a responsive design. So that means the website automatically resizes and fits to whatever size of device you're on. Yeah, like on a cell phone or a tablet. Correct. It automatically adjusts and literally elements move and adjust in order when, when you change the size of the site that you're viewing it on. You know. Yeah, and I even think like a lot of us just with social media and everything, anytime we click on something, if it doesn't populate and load very quickly, like usually within the second, we're either aborting our desire to oh, follow through that link or, uh, 
you know, we're clicking elsewhere. So making sure that it loads fast. A lot of people may design a website themselves or have, you know, their, their buddy do it. And if it loads longer than a second, you might as well, you know, just give up on expecting it to be able to convert very well. Cause people Brent, I'm gonna, glad you mentioned, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. I have two points to that. Um, one, literally I was buying some reloading brass this morning and I clicked on a website. It wasn't loading. And I clicked back and went to another site and ended up making my purchase. It just, just since you mentioned that, literally wh whoever site that was that didn't load for me or fast enough, I could have probably waited an extra minute and let it load, but I didn't want to. I, I needed to make that purchase quick. I was kind of on the go. I literally left their site and went to another site and made the purchase, right? So to me, that's that speaks volumes. Literally, I did that this morning. Um, Something else that you said. Um, yeah, as far as just like uh, aborting the mission or going elsewhere. Yeah, if if I think about it, I'll bring it up. But uh, uh, yeah, multi-browsers is a big thing yeah. too. So something may load on Chrome and you may be used to Chrome, but it, it may not load properly for Safari. So literally, I would suggest download all the popular browsers and check it out on every browser. Check your website out. Oh, I know what I was going to mention. When you mentioned if you did your website yourself or you hired a buddy, I don't want to sound rude here, but if you are trying to cut corners on not paying much for a website design, that could be costing you way more than the actual web design would cost, right? We just talked about the domino effect, literally, we could double our sales. That that resulted in $50,000 extra in one month. That could be the difference of a $1,000 website versus a $5,000 website. Does that make sense, Brett? Yeah. I so feel like, like some, a lot of people just overlook the, uh, the significance of their site. Right, of actually having a professional site. They just feel like, They've got to just check that box. Hey, I do have a website. And they may not understand that you've got to have certain elements and you got to answer these questions in the consumer's mind to actually make that website effective. And I hope that's what this episode does. I hope it shows you that there are there are many elements that actually make up a good website and it is not just checking one big box saying hey, I have a website, right? We want a good functioning website that converts high, right? So that's that's what I was thinking of because you mentioned hiring a friend or whatever, and they probably did that out of budget reasons, but I, I wanted to just stress the importance that that would be very minor compared to the end result of having a high converting website, right? Yeah, and a whole other factor a lot of people aren't even aware of is you know the spammers are always going to spam oh, hackers oh, are non-stop so right. having a website that has all the security elements in place with Ooh, the host provider one. you're choosing the you know security steps to be able to log into the site a right. lot of people just through the engagement i have with a lot of uh roofing contractors is they think, oh, I have my site hosted, you know, with like, let's say HostGator or, you know, maybe yeah. uh, GoDaddy. And they think that's Host, good to go. Yeah, yep, yep. But 
come to find out, their site has a bunch of malware on it, and it's not right. going to be well served in the search engines. Right. I didn't even have that on my list. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I do have having an SSL, so having your your website secured, you know, with HTTPS. That's just foundational, but it it gets way more in depth than just that. Just like you said, like having an actual developer on your team proactively looking for malware and once he sees something he fixes it right away because oh man if you could imagine if your website was down for a week and i'm sure many of you listening that's probably happened to you how much money was poof gone because your business essentially was shut down for a week that would be that would be huge devastating yeah absolutely detrimental depending on how well you're using your website and in the future as you use your website more and more and it starts growing its value to keep it healthy and protected is going to be you know ever more important um right. and i'm just kind of curious eric from an engagement side how do you like um a lot of people like the cosmetics of a site so what's some of the cosmetic portions that can make a site look a little bit more engaging and uh, preferable from that aspect? Okay. I want to talk about the above the fold. So that's literally when your website loads and you don't scroll, let's say you don't move your mouse at all, that's what we're talking about. So the very first square that you see in your browser, that's what I want to talk about, and that's what we refer to as above the fold, all right? So in that above the fold, I think is probably the number one most important section of your website. That, an- that, that needs to answer a lot of those questions all in that one section. So I think you should have your USPs maybe listed out, you know, your unique selling propositions. points, yeah, propositions listed out. Why choose you over your competition? I'd have that there. I'd have a very strong headline at the top. Remember what we said, make sure you let them know you service their location. So I I like to have, for roofing websites, I like to have the location in the headline. Something next level I like to do is uh, have an image of your ideal target market in the above the fold. So there's been multiple studies that, you know, people, people are literally attracted to their ideal self, right? So you, you conventional people think, well, if I want to sell stuff, I just throw women on it, right? Well, to, you know, if you're advertising to men, yeah, that may help some, but they, they showed in studies that actually if you show a good-looking man when you're advertising to men, that actually converts higher and attracts more attention because people want to view themselves as more attractive or their ideal self, right? So. I like to choose the actual target market that you're going for. So that so that means if you're going for the elderly, maybe a higher-end elderly, or if you're going for middle age or a younger demographic, that's what I'm saying. That's what you need to put on your website because on a subliminal message as well, you're answering that question of who do they serve, right? Does that make yeah. sense, Brett? So like, Absolutely. So I like to have an image like that. Um, I also like to have your call to action on that above the fold as well. So like I like to have a call this phone number up in, 
uh, the top right hand corner, or you can have a different uh, call to action. Let's say schedule your appointment today or schedule your appointments, uh, schedule your free inspection. Um, whatever you choose as your call to action, I like to have it right there on the above the fold as well. Um, Brett, can you think of anything else you would probably have in the above the fold? Uh, not necessarily above the fold. I know okay. like, uh, as you kind of go throughout the site, um, you know, having a chat option, you know, that's always good. Oh, that's having a huge. Chat box. Yes. Yep, yep. And then, you know, one thing that uh, we've kind of discovered is with those viewers that are, you know, checking out the site and they're about to scroll off and close their tab, oh, you know, being yes. able to present a pop up to them last second, you know, you already, you know, from that regard with their cursor coming off your, your site and your screen, yep. most likely going to be close to the tab or the window, right. you pretty much could already say goodbye to that user. So providing a pop-up last second to just try to retain anybody with a special offer, that seems right. to be able to retain a lot of the, uh, let's right. say, bounce rate, you know, people bouncing off your site. Um, and, you know, the, the concern with pop-ups is you don't want to have a spammy site where people are trying to scroll through, they're reading something, and you right. have this pop-up. Yeah, you can't, right. you can't get rid of that pop-up. Um, so I, I don't ever want to, you know, advocate for that. Cause I even hate that when I'm on a site trying to read oh, something and right. these pop-ups are just annoying the heck out of me, but you know, having a pop-up at that last second before they close the tab is a great way to also retain that, uh, those last few users. Right. So Brett, maybe, maybe for the readers or the listeners listening to this, the, you can literally the browser can detect or the, our website can detect when the mouse leaves the screen and goes to like the, the tab section of the browser, like to hit the X button, that's when you can trigger a pop-up. I don't, I don't think most people even know that, that, you know, you can actually determine when the mouse leaves your page, right? And that's what we're, we're suggesting. That's when it triggers the pop-up. So they're just not, you know, browsing your site and all of a sudden you interrupt them with a pop-up. Brett's saying, you know, we throw a pop-up when they're getting ready to leave and we try to hit them with our best punch, right? We try to give them our best sales pitch right there because they're already on their way out the door. Like, hey, wait, 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 wait. That's what that's what the message that we're trying to tell them. So if, if you have, I don't know, 0% financing or if you have, I don't know, double money back guarantee or something, that's when you throw it in is in that in that pop-up very good yeah right? any rebates yeah oh yeah uh, yep. those are always good to throw in um but like even on mobile you know we always deploy like uh like when you have a a, a user on a mobile device like a phone or a tablet having the call to action buttons at the bottom where they could quickly schedule appointment or call and dial your phone number right then and there that seems to help quite a bit because a lot of the traffic is the majority of it is actually is on a mobile traffic. device. Right. Yeah. 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 I think it broke past that 50% mark, I think a few years ago. So yeah, the majority of the traffic you are getting is mobile. So if your website is not mobile friendly, like today, call someone and I could probably throw in, yeah, I'll throw in our shameless plug. I mean, call us at Blackstorm. Uh, design and marketing, and we'll design you a site with all these elements already installed on your site. But uh, call someone today to redesign your site. 
because you are losing the majority of your traffic simply by not being mobile optimized. All right. Yes. So uh, we already mentioned having social proof by having your customer reviews on there. Um, embedding a map. I think I mentioned that earlier about uh, showing that you're local. I like that too, because if you embed your Google map, you know, they may click into that and see your reviews and maybe call you from the Google map, right? So I like having that as well. And that also proves that you have good reviews is when they click off your site and they actually see your reviews on Google and they see that's good, you know, they, they may even call you from there just because they see, hey, this is the real deal. They're not just advertising, you know, fake reviews on their website, right? All right. Yeah. Brett, that's about all I've got for the uh, engagement elements. You want to move on to conversion elements or do you have anything else? Yeah. No. Conversion elements. Good. All right. This is the last section. Um, so again, like I mentioned, you need to have your main call to actions at the top right of your site. I also like to have it at the bottom of every website page as well. Um, might as well throw it at the bottom of all your blog posts as well. Um, I know blog posts, you know, you get visitors from all over the country, but might as well have uh, your call to action at the bottom of your blog post as well in case you have a local visitor visiting your blog post. So, um, Brett, you already mentioned on a mobile device, have the one-click phone number button where they just click the, the, the button and it automatically dials on their phone. Um, we mentioned embedded, man, we've hit everything I've got listed out, embedded reviews and live chat. So, yeah, which, uh, you know, one element I know I've always liked, um, is having like a, uh, meet the owner section, uh, you know, a section on the site that has a picture of the owner and has like a little pleasantry message explaining, you know, potentially the mission or maybe a quick background of how they got into the industry and kind of what their Correct. their vision right. is, you know, with their service offering that they have. And um, I'll take having this. something like that just really helps, I feel like, on the you know, right. relatability factor. Right. Because people like to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And if they don't see a face from the company, it's kind of hard to check those three boxes as well. And some, I'll take it even further, Brett. It would be even better if you had a video of the owner of the company on the website saying, hey, thank you for visiting our website. Here's what we do. We, we can, uh, you know, here's our guarantees. Uh, we would love for you to choose us as your roofing provider, right? And give them a call to action on the video. And by using the owner, you know, they get to see the person. Uh, they hear him, they see him. That just, to me, gives that whole human aspect to a website, right? Is when you see the character of the person, you, I, I think it just humanizes your company website, you know? And people, Absolutely. I feel like, are craving that, you know, the human relationship part. So I think that's probably the, a, a big nugget right there at the end uh, is make sure you have a video on your website preferably of the owner you know greeting the customer tell them what you offer and tell them what to do next and essentially you could even answer all those questions we started out with uh in the video using the owner you know who you are why do they need it 
where do you offer the, your service, how they can trust you, uh, when they should do it, and what do they need to do, right? Those are the questions. And you could literally answer that with your entire site. And you could also answer it in a video. I think that would be next level to uh, improve your website to make sure it's high converting. All right, Brett, I think I'm at the end of my list. Do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I think that was a very exhaustive uh, explanation there. Hopefully the everyone got value from it and uh, can now take action on their website and view their website as an actual conversion tool versus just being an online placeholder or business card. It now is an actually, it is a lead generation tool and right. using it to the fullest is going to help grow everyone's business. All right. Well, I'm glad you guys showed up today's podcast. And I hope you show up for the next podcast. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to the Explode Your Roofing Business podcast. We hope you found today's episode informative and actionable. Remember, growing a successful roofing business takes time and effort. But with the right strategies and tactics, anything is possible. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. And visit our website for more resources and information about our book, Explode Your Roofing Business. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in our next episode of Explode Your Roofing Business podcast.